Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. I'm Lisa A. Smith, and you're in for a treat for today's episode. I am the founder of the Black Health Academy, the creator of a signature plant-based coaching program called Farm to Table. And I am also the creator of a signature plant-based and coaching certification called The Other 23. Here at the Academy, our mission is to eradicate the most common chronic diseases which disproportionately impact people of color. We have a complimentary membership-based platform, education platform, that you can check out and enroll into. It just takes one to two minutes. You go to theblackhealthacademy.com to do that. There you can also get registered for our complimentary first Saturday class entitled Get Planted, an introduction to a whole food plant-based lifestyle. That's held every first Saturday of the month via Zoom at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So please go to theblackhealthacademy.com to check out all of the resources if you are in a place in your health right now where you are looking for relief from chronic health challenges. That's going to be the best place to start. And when you're ready for a coach, go ahead and check out Farm to Table or the other 23. Uh, 2022 is actually going to be the last year that I'm teaching Farm to Table. So it's a little bittersweet if you're interested in getting in that final semester, kicking off October 1st, 2022, then be sure to do that and check it out at theblackhealthacademy.com. The episode that you're about to hear It's all about permission. In this episode, um, my mission is to introduce a perspective to you around why it has been so challenging to get healthy in our culture today and kind of the necessity to have permission now to get healthy. So the title of this talk is Why You Now Need Permission to Be Healthy and How to Get It. So please enjoy. Welcome back. Welcome back. Why you need permission to be healthy and how to get it. This is a hot topic, hot topic today. Why you need permission to be healthy and how to get it. I'm excited about what I'm going to share with you today because I think it's a perspective that most of us have not considered. And I want to talk today about this concept of permission, this concept of permission. It may sound kind of wonky, like permission to be healthy. Like, why do I need permission to be healthy? Um, But you do. You need permission to be healthy. So let's jump right into it. Listen, if you hear something that you enjoy today, do me a whole favor. You know, drop that nugget in the comments. um, Share with somebody who needs to hear it. Tag somebody in this video because I'm about to go in. Let's get it. Okay, so why do you need permission to be healthy? First of all, let's be honest. We're all adults here, right? We're all adults. More than likely, if you're listening to this, you're a self-governing adult individual who has been, you know, been an adult, been adulting for a long time. But we live in a culture now where we need permission to do certain things, right? Not necessarily permission from an authority, but permission from our peers. We live in a culture now that a lot of us wait to take action until we feel like we've gotten permission from someone we respect, we admire, we look up to. And so we live kind of in this permission-based society now. And I think this just comes with the evolution of our culture, meaning, you know, now because everything is so public, everything is now on 
a social platform. We have these 24-hour platforms where somebody's constantly sharing their opinion, constantly sharing their perspective, constantly sharing, you know, what they believe the best way is to go about something. So we live in this permission-based culture now because it's for a lot of us, it's not until we hear from someone else that that's okay that we then begin to pursue it. So what I, let me give you a quick example before I get into, you know, these three reasons why you now need permission to be healthy. Um, I, many, many years ago, decided to quit a quote unquote good job that I had. I was working for the state government for the state of Michigan. And I decided to quit that job after working that job for about four and a half years um, to move to a whole nother country and to pursue my dream of living abroad and traveling the world. So at the time, I was working as a foster care worker at the state of Michigan, and I had a desire to move to um, another country. I really, really, really wanted to see the world. And I started applying for federal government jobs so that I could get paid to live in other cities. So I'm like, I could be a diplomat or, you know, I could, you know, do something like that. And I could live in different countries for many, many years to be getting paid to do so. Well, when I started applying for federal government um, jobs, you know, I finally landed one, an internship at the United States Embassy in Rome. But when I went back to my role as a foster care worker and asked them, could I take a leave of absence um, and still have my job when I get, got back, they were like, they were like, no. OK, <laughs> that's a resounding no, because the internship that you're going to do isn't necessarily aligned with the work you do here at the state of Michigan. So we can't approve time off for you and can guarantee your job. So guess what I did? I quit. I left a job where I had a 401k. I left a job that presumably was secure. You know, I left a job with a decent salary and actually doing work that I didn't necessarily hate, if I'm being honest. Um, But I decided to quit and take my chances and move to Italy, move to Rome with no salary. This was an unpaid internship at the United States Embassy. And my whole point of telling that story is years later, hey, Patrice, (laughs) it wasn't until years later where one of my closest friends, she came to me and she said, you were the first person who I saw quit a, a good job and go out on their own, start their own business and do their own thing. She was like, I didn't even know we could do that. Permission. She told me, Elisa, it wasn't until I watched you be so bold to say, forget this job you've been working for four and a half years. You've done build up this 401k. You're you know, finally building up some, some seniority in your position. Seems like things are going well. You have the opportunity to move up. But you said, I would prefer to go live in another country without a salary. And you totally quit. And she said, you, you showed me that that was available that we could do that, that it was okay to enjoy what you do for a living, right? And I I remember this conversation because when my close friend told me that, I was like, oh, wow, I didn't even know that, you know, me taking that action in my life had impacted her mindset and her life so much. So it was permission, right? This concept of permission. It wasn't until she saw me do it that she that it clicked for her like oh that's a thing I thought we just worked whatever job we had to pay the bills to make money to keep a roof over our head but she's like oh we could actually quit we have power as employees and you know we can demand joy and happiness out of our career right so I gave her permission to do that 
And thinking about this concept of permission again, years ago, this is a really short but funny story. Years ago, y'all, I mean, many years ago, I was shopping at Payless. Some of y'all probably heard of Payless. It was a shoe store, really like um, low quality, you know, cheap shoes, right? The affordable. I'm sorry if anybody still shops there. Affordable shoes, okay? And I was at Payless one time. I was in the line at Payless about to check out. I think I was buying some workout shoes or something. I think they used to sell champions. Let me tell you what happened. The lady in front of me, who was not my complexion, right, or my, right, like she wasn't my complexion, <laughs> if, you get, if you get what I'm saying, she was returning a pair of shoes. But guess what she told the people when she got to the register? She said, I wore these several times for a while, and they're just not comfortable. Like, I just don't like them anymore. I want to return them. I was like, oh. We can do that? Like, she didn't show, you know, I don't know about y'all, but like, in my ecosystem, if we wanted to return a pair of worn shoes, we done cleaned off the bottom, we done scrubbed the top, we done tried to make it seem like, you know, that they were not worn, and we're going to try and just like, oh, they, you know, don't match my outfit no more, or whatever, right? But this woman in front of me at this shoe store was returning a pair of shoes that she had worn. And was being completely honest about the fact that I just don't like them. I, I wore them about five, six times. They weren't comfortable. I don't like them. I don't want them anymore. And you know what Payless said? No problem. We'll be happy to take them back. So it was in that moment that I got permission that I could actually enjoy my purchase. And if I didn't, I have a right to get my money back. So what happened years later? I, I was shopping for a, a, a comforter for my bed. I had just bought my, a king-size bed for the first time in my life, right? So I got this king-size bed that I bought like two years ago. And I had bought a blanket from Target. And I got the blanket home, you know, got it out the pack. And it was like sticky. It was like magnetic. It created a lot of static, right? And it didn't feel good against my skin. And I slept under this blanket for maybe a couple of weeks, y'all. And then I all of a sudden one morning remembered that lady in Payless. I was like, I'm not happy with this purchase. I've used this blanket. I've slept under this blanket. It is worn, okay? But I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel good. I don't feel snuggly. So what did I do? I packed that blanket up and I took it back to Target and I told them, I'm not trying to act like this is unused. This is used, but it's too sticky, for me. I don't like the blanket. And I exercised my right to be a happy consumer in that moment. But it was that lady at, at Payless years prior that had given me permission to do that. Okay. So I went a long out of the way way to say most of us need permission. So what's my point here today? You need permission to be healthy. Many of you have not gotten permission to be the most optimal version of yourself. Let me tell you what you have gotten permission to do. And this is why, how, why so much of our culture is messed up. You have gotten permission to be sick. You have gotten permission to be overweight. You have gotten permission to be disobedient. You have gotten permission to be misaligned in your life. You have got permission to have just only just enough to pay the bills. You have gotten permission to um, serve without being properly, properly compensated for it. You have gotten permission 
to live a life that's below the quality of life you were promised. So what am I here to do today? Today, I am here to give you permission to be healthy. I am here to give you permission to be disease free. I am here to give you permission to be at a healthy weight and maintain it. I am here to give you permission to be free of physical, mental, or emotional disease, discomfort, okay, and dysfunction. Let's talk about permission today. Let me tell you, so you have gotten permission to be sick and you have ran with that permission. Let me give you an example. I'm going to tell you three ways you've gotten permission to be sick today. Okay, you've gotten permission to be sick. And this for most of you is part of the reason why you're not optimal. It's part of the reason why you can't lose the weight and keep it off. It's part of the reason why you are in chronic pain every day. It's part of the reason why you're constantly, you know, cycling and going through these seasons of anxiety and depression and overwhelm because you've gotten so much permission to do that. It's been normalized for you so much, but you have not gotten permission to be once and for all completely free of all of that disease and dysfunction. But let me, it's not your fault. Let me tell you who and where you got permission from to be sick, okay? Now listen, the first, the first person that more than likely has given you permission to be sick is your doctor, okay? Your healthcare provider, right? Somebody you've been trusted to advise you on your health and your well-being. We have to give ourselves permission to be healthy, but that starts with undoing the work that somebody else in our life has done by giving us permission to be sick. Here's what I mean, especially in the black community. How have how has our healthcare providers and our doctors given us permission to be sick with this one line? This runs in your family. This runs in your family. This is genetic. You have a family history of this. Okay. Thank you, Patrice, for putting it in the comments. You have a family history of this. This is in your DNA. It's in your genetics. It runs in your family. In that moment, it's in that moment that your doctor and or your healthcare provider gave you permission to be sick. Think about it. Because when they tell you it runs in your family, how you translate that is this is just part of my genetic code. These are the cards I was dealt. It's okay that I have hypertension. It's okay that I'm overweight. It's okay that I have type 2 diabetes. It's okay that I suffer from depression or addiction because I have a family history of it. Someone has told you, has given you permission to be less than your optimal self. Just right there with that line. Thank you. Thank you, Crystal, for putting it in the comments. That somebody has given you permission to be sick. And because we see our doctor, our healthcare provider as an authority, right? They went to school for this. They know about know more about this than I do. They study this, right? So they must be right, right? That, that, so let me listen to what their recommendations are now on how to live with disease as opposed to how to eradicate disease. Two very different conversations. Because once your doctor gives you permission to be sick, right, your doctor then is saying, usually they follow it up with, here's a pill or a procedure that will allow you to live with this disease that runs in your family, right? Here's a pill, here's a shot, here's an injection, here's a procedure 
that's going to allow you to live with your disease that just happens to be reversible. But since it runs in your family, I'm going to give you permission to be sick. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you right a pill or procedure or an injection that's going to allow you to live with but not reverse the disease. The first person that's giving you permission to be sick is your healthcare provider for many of us. Right. How? Because they never discuss with you lifestyle modifications. They never discuss with you all of your options. And to me, to me, this is operating. Um, this is not operating out of a place of integrity. If a healthcare provider knows that your condition can be treated by changing your diet with exercise, by alleviating stress. Right. And they breeze through it or never mention it, never stop there park there and really help you to show you how this is possible and how it can be done. But they prefer to lean on medications, operations, procedures, right? That is not operating out of integrity. They're not presenting to you all of your options, right? And so they're just giving you permission to be ill. They're giving you permission to be less, less than your best self. Okay. All right. So that's the first person um, that's giving you permission to be sick. All right. The second person that's giving you permission to be sick is your government, okay? Is your government. Yep, yep, the USDA, right? Yeah, it's your, yeah, the, the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, yep. Your government has given you permission to be sick. How? A couple of ways. Number one, your government subsidizes, has created a system that subsidizes unhealthy food. So our government has created a system that makes it easier for the food industry to provide you with foods that are killing you than it is to provide you with foods that are going to heal you. Pepsi would actually lose money if they stopped using high fructose corn syrup in their recipe. If they went to whole white sugar, and I ain't by no means saying that that's better, but high fructose corn syrup is the worst of the worst. If they switch to white regular sugar, they would lose money. They get subsidies from the government to use sugar made from corn. Your government is the second entity that has given you permission to be sick. How else have they given us permission to be sick besides subsidizing disease promoting foods? They've also made it okay to green light pharmaceuticals that have more side effects that harm you worse than whatever the heck you're treating. When in many other countries, these things are not even allowed. They're not allowed to be on commercials. They're not allowed. The ingredients are not allowed to be, you know, in the pharmaceutical. But in our country, in the U.S., our government has given us permission to be sick by allowing a pharmaceutical company or industry to um, approve and green light drugs that have that do not stand up to the efficacy that they promote. Your government has given you permission to be sick. So they will rather promote to you and advertise to you a medication that is not reversing the disease, a medication that is not healing you, and arguably a medication that's going to make you sicker down the line the longer you're on it, as opposed to creating commercials about the power of plants, the power of exercise, the power of obedience, the power of being in alignment in your life. Your government gives you permission to be sick. We don't recognize, we're so used to seeing drug commercials that like they're laughable to us, but those, but those people who are suffering from those conditions that they're talking about in those commercials, ears kind of perk up. Like they consider it like, 
maybe I should try that. Like I, I've tried so many others. They haven't worked. I've tried this. I've tried that. Like everybody's on a medication. Over 60% of our population is on at least one, right? And so your government gives you permission to be sick by making it okay to sell these pharmaceutical drugs that do just as much damage as anything else, right? And so they've created in the, another way. Let me go, because I'm about to get upset. Let me not get off topic. The third way your government, I'm still on government. This is just number two. The third way your government has given you permission to be sick is by making food and lifestyle recommendations that promote managing disease as opposed to recommendations that truly reverse the condition. An example of this is cholesterol, right? I was just telling my students this the other day. You know, the recommendation, you know, when your doctor, let's say you go and you have high cholesterol, you know, your doctor or the recommendation is to just get it down to, you know, below 200. That's not optimal. Optimal is below 150, but the recommendations that you will find on government entity websites about what should my blood pressure be? What should my cholesterol be? How many minutes a week should I work out? You know, how many servings of fruits and vegetables should I have per day? When those recommendations trickle down from the USDA and all of that every couple of years, they're not based on what's optimal. They're based on what they believe people can reasonably achieve, meaning your government doesn't believe in you. OK, your government doesn't believe in you. They don't believe that you're that you can do the work that's required to get your cholesterol down below 150. They don't believe that you can get your blood pressure below 120 over 80. It's actually safe to go a little lower, believe it or not. Like your, your government doesn't believe you're capable of doing more than 150 minutes of exercise per day. Like we're talking about being optimal here. I'm not talking about living slightly longer. I'm not talking about feeling slightly better. The government's recommendations will certainly help you do that to feel slightly better um, and live a little longer with your disease. But the recommendations are not created to, to allow you to live your best self. Optimization of their recommendations is your job. You got to hear what they're recommending and they usually double that. <laughs> okay. Oh, they said how many servings of fruits and vegetables per day? I know that ain't enough, right? Like once you, once you locked in, you know, no, nah, we need to be doing more than that, right? So your government has given you permission to be mediocre, right? To be sick, right? Through subsidies of unhealthy disease promoting foods, through allowing pharmaceutical drugs that do just as much damage, and by making recommendations that are not designed for optimal living, they're just designed for not dying. Okay? So your government has given you permission to be sick. The third person in your life, now hold on to your hats, okay? Hold on to your hats. You don't have to unfriend some people. The third person in your life who has given you permission to be sick are your friends and family. Okay? Your friends and family have given you permission to be sick. Listen, Patrice said, we need Lisa in the government. No, you don't. <laughs> no, ma'am. Okay? I'm what they call a rogue agent. All right? <laughs> I'm a rogue agent. Absolutely not. Um, so, listen, the third person that's giving you permission to be sick is your friends and family. So, they've either given you covert or overt permission. I'm going to break it down, right? Covert is in secret, right? Overt is plain in plain light of day. All right. So your friends and family have also given you permission to be sick. So your, your, your friends and family has, have given you overt permission to be sick, meaning plain and light as day. Like it's not in secret. 
They've given me, they've given you, they've overtly given you permission to be sick by enabling you, by enabling you, meaning they lean in and they um, go along with you when you want something um, or want to do something that doesn't align with your health and in your goals in the season that you're in. Like a really, really plain example of this is I have somebody um, close to me who you know recently had a health scare and I was going to visit her and um, every time I would visit her, she would ask me for grape juice. <laughs> she, I, I want some grape juice, right? And, and I don't know who she thought she was talking to, right? But I'm like, you can't have grape juice. You can't have sugar, right? I know personally that staying away from sugar is going to help you to heal. And I am not going to give in because, you know, you're unfortunately right now bedridden. You're feeling bad for yourself. You really want to go home. You're not able to go home yet, you know. And so, you know, in those instances, a lot of us just want to give people stuff in the moment to make them feel better. It makes me think about, I heard an oncologist say one time, an oncologist, you know, a doctor who treats cancer. And I think somebody was asking her about how in the world do you guys allow fast food places in the lobbies of hospitals where you're treating cancer. And she was like, when somebody is going through, you know, an extreme ordeal like cancer, you have to give them something that makes them happy. And in this case, the something was McDonald's or Burger King. I have never disagreed with a statement more, right? But that's how we enable people. That's how we give them permission to be sick. We enable them. We give in when they want or desire something that doesn't match the goals in their life in that particular season. So your friends and family enable you, right? You've told your best friend, you've told your prayer group, you know, you've told your sorority sisters that you need to be healthy, that you got to get this weight off, that it's time for you to finally feel better. Yet they tagging right along when you're trying to go get drinks and happy hour. Yet they not saying nothing when you told them you skipped the gym again today. You know, they, they showing up to your birthday and bringing you the bottle of liquor or, or paying for your meal where you just order something greasy and cheesy that you don't need. This is all enabling behavior, right? We're giving people permission to stay the same by enabling stuff that don't make a lick of sense. So this like the enabling from people in your circle when we should be bold enough to say, no, you said you weren't doing this. You said you was done with this. You said you was going to finally get off these medications. You said you was going to finally, you know, come up from under the pressure. We're not doing this, right? And so we enable people, giving them permission to stay the same or, God forbid, get worse. So that's how we overtly enable your friends and family, enable you and give you permission to be sick. But then I, I, this one might even be worse. We covertly give people permission to be sick by being sick ourselves. Come on now. We covertly give people permission to stay ill and stay dysfunctional by being overweight ourselves, right? By being disobedient in our own health, the people we are meant to be role models for are not seeing a very good model. You telling your kid they need to eat their vegetables that you overweight and you eating the french fries right along with them, right? You're not a very good, your friends or family are not very good role models, right? It's just like, you know, our, our, our parents, give us permission more by what they show us as opposed to what they tell us, right? You know, we can either see our parents smoking, drinking, partying, being financially irresponsible, you know, cheating, 
on our mother or father, or we could see them working hard, saving, investing. We can have a parent that works out regularly that, you know, incorporates fruits and vegetables into our regimen, you know, that talks about the importance of living a life of obedience and being happy and not being miserable. Like our role models covertly give us permission to be sick. Like if all you saw coming up was somebody who was overweight, unhealthy, and constantly pouring poison in their body. If all you see in your circle is friends in an ecosystem that does that stuff, they give you permission to do it too. But what happens when you get into an ecosystem where ain't nobody doing that? You feel weird not exercising. You feel weird not drinking water. You feel odd, you know, not finishing and, and aligning yourself with your goals. Like, hey, everybody else in my circle winning. I can't be not winning. Right. And so our our doctors give us permission to be sick. Matter of fact, I think one of my favorite um, sayings that I used to say in a lot of my talks before was, you know, prescription pads should be called permission slips, because what happens is when our doctors write us a prescription for a lot of people in our culture, that is permission to continue to eat and do the things they were doing because now I got a pill I can just put on it. Now I can just take a pill for blood pressure and so I can still eat what I want to eat. Now I can just take a pill for acid reflux so I can continue to eat the red sauce that bothers me. Now I can just take a pill for indigestion so now I can continue to eat dairy, right? And so prescription pads should be called permission slips, right? So our doctors give us permission to be sick, by telling us this runs in our family, by, by never discussing lifestyle modifications with us, right? Just like real low on the integrity bar here, right? But then our government gives us permission to be sick by green lighting pharmaceutical drugs that are not in line with life expectancy, by subsidizing disease promoting foods, right? Um, and by like touting and promoting recommendations that do not produce the optimal version of you. And then finally, your friends and family give you permission to be sick, either covertly or overtly, either by enabling you to do stuff that is not in line with you being healthy or by demonstrating to you unhealthy practices. Um, and that and hey, that's all you saw when you were growing up. That's how you were raised. I just had somebody recently tell me they have a, a sugar addiction and they were like, my parents just told me that they put sugar in every single thing they cook. They were like, they told me that they loaded my oatmeal load when I was coming up with brown sugar and, and cinnamon. They're like, I had no idea that my parents put sugar in every single thing they cook. They say it knocks the bite off. What? And so all of this, like, all of this permission to be sick has been granted in our lives from all of these different entities, right? And so here we are. So now my mission as a coach with a high amount of integrity is to give you permission to be healthy. So let me let me make this make sense. How do so now that you know why it's been so difficult for you to lose the weight, to get healthy, let me let me tell you how you now get permission to be healthy, okay? In my farm to table program and my plant-based coaching program, one of the very first things I have to do with our student body when they first come in is I have to spend a whole bunch of time in class deconstructing belief systems. Farm to table, you would think it would be made up mostly of just strategies on how to live a whole food plant-based lifestyle and, and nutrition science. But it's actually, we spend more time deconstructing belief systems than we do anything else, 
right? It's not that people can't, don't understand how to construct a plant-based meal without animal products. It's more that they don't believe that optimal health is available to them. They don't believe that this life is even sustainable. And so I have to spend a whole bunch of time deconstructing belief systems because all of our students in Farm to Table have been given permission to be sick. They have been given permission to have a food addiction as long as it's in moderation. Do you know, we, we do interviews for Farm to Table, like people have to fill out an application and they have to apply to be in the program and they have to do a suitability interview to me. Do you know one of the most common responses I get when I ask people, you know, what are their health goals? What are they trying to achieve by rolling in Farm to Table? One of the most common responses I get is I want to reduce medication and reduce the pain or discomfort that I feel on a daily basis. You know, I would like to reduce this chronic fatigue I feel, my joint pain, you know, acid reflux, like if it's possible. They're real, they're real sheepish with it. They're like, I mean, if it's doable, and you know, I would I would love to reduce the amount of medications that I'm on. They've been given permission to be sick and be on medication so much so that their goal is not even necessarily get off of it. Their goal is to just reduce it. That's how much they don't even believe, fully believe that optimal, optimal health, being free of medication and disease is truly available to them. Isn't that crazy? This is how much permission we've been given to be ill and to be sick. This is how it seeped into our subconscious that our own personal goal out of our own mouth is only to feel slightly better and not to be the best version of ourselves possible. Not once in a suitability interview has anybody enthusiastically said to me with a chest <laughs> that I want to be, hell, I'm going to be off this medic. I'm going to be disease free. I'm going to live to 130 and I'm, and I know that I can do it without being sick, without having this pain, without having dementia, without, you know, without a procedure to keep me alive, without an injection to keep me alive. They're just like, I want to feel a little better if it's possible, Lise. Like if we could make that happen, they're just kind of like, if we could pull that off together, I'll be happy. I'm like, whoa, set the bar low for me. I'm about to blow your mind. <laughs> Oh, I'm about to blow your mind because if all you're looking for is to maybe get a little better and reduce your medication by a couple milligrams, I got that in spades. I'm going to put that in a bag for you. Say less. Say le I almost don't want to take your money if that's your only goal. But we have given, been given so much permission to be ill that we don't even give ourselves permission to be healthy. Come on now with the dysfunction. We've been given so much permission by our doctors, by our government, by our culture. You know how many, how many overweight women needed permission first from Lizzo before they went out and started showing their body? They're like, oh, we can do that? And by the way, the jury's still out on whether or not you can. But so many people got permission from Lizzo to be half naked, you know, to be proud of being obese. And, and I'm, not, I'm not knocking the body positive movement. movement. Y'all getting my point. My point is... Right. People need permission before they even know that's available to them. And so in Farm to Table, you know, our students have been given so much permission to be sick that they say their goal is only to be slightly better. Right. And so 
the way my brand identity is set up and the way I run my company at Farm to Table, you know, we don't believe in meeting people where they are. Okay. Now this is my brand identity. There's other coaches and other programs that run their systems differently, but my program is designed for people who have uncontrolled chronic lifestyle diseases. So like they've been on hypertension medication for years. They've been diagnosed as type two diabetic or pre-diabetic forever. They've been overweight, you know, for some of them for decades. So the body and the mind is already compromised, right? So because my program is not a, a, a plant-based jumpstart program, like I get that away for free. I, I teach that every first Saturday of the month at Get Planted. Like Farmer Table is not a jumpstart program for people who are what we, what we call plant curious. Farmer Table is for people who are plant positive. Like they already know that adopting this plant-based lifestyle can make a significant difference in their health outcomes, Right. So the program is designed for people whose body and minds are already compromised. So with that being said, my program, we don't meet people where they are. But the issue is a lot of my students come from programs where they believe they're meeting them where they are as long as they stay within a certain point range. Right. So a lot of my students come from programs and regimens where a little bit of this is allowed, a little bit of that is allowed, a little bit of this is okay as long as you eat a salad with it. And I don't operate like that, right? I don't give my students any permission to put anything disease-promoting in their body. And that sounds like Mandarin to people. You know, that sounds like German to me. It's a foreign language because they're like, how can I exist and operate without a little bit of bad, right? Well, I'm like, listen, a little bit of bad may become available to you later once the body and the mind is back to an optimal state. But the state that you're in right now, you don't have that luxury, right, to treat yourself to a cookie or two or a small candy bar just because you worked out three times this, this weekend. You got some points left over. Uh, no. <laughs> OK, so my program doesn't operate like that. Right. So I don't believe in meeting people where they are. I don't believe in. You know, giving people a little leeway because everybody needs advice. I don't believe in none of those adages and sayings that we've made up to make ourselves feel better about not being disciplined. I don't believe in it. I don't. And so because of that, a lot of people are shocked and arguably a little overwhelmed when they come into farm to table. But again, it's not designed for people who are plant curious. It's designed for people who have immediate health challenges. And we got to get to work. We have to put it in remission. Right. You can go explore. You can go research on, for free. I get that away for free. Like I will tell you all about a plant based diet for free. And let, but when you come, when you pay to work with me, we get into work. OK, this is not an introductory to a plant based lifestyle. This is we adopting it and living it because the body or the brain is diseased. We already compromised. OK, so all that other nonsense about giving you a little permission so that you could feel better about yourself, it, it's not allowed here. We don't do that here. And the reason I'm driving this point into the ground is because <laughs> I went to Panera Bread today, okay? Panera Bread now has a fried chicken sandwich on the menu. I think you could get bacon and cheese on it too, if I'm not mistaken. I, I'm not sure looking at the picture. But Panera Bread now has like this, this chicken sandwich on the menu and like this white bun and it, it's disgusting. And I just got really discouraged and upset about a brand's ability to abandon their initial core values and principles. 
initially, years ago, Panera Bread was like a super soup and sandwich in a bakery spot. Like Panera Bread did soups, they did sandwiches, right? Um, and they did the, the bakery. They had the bagels, you know, you got cookies, you got brown, they had a, they had the pastries. But now, and, you know, and coffee and tea. Now they got pepperoni pizza on the menu. They got fried chicken sandwiches on the menu. And I'm just getting more and more upset with these brands who refuse to stay loyal and true to the principles and the school of thoughts that they started the brand on. And it was just in that moment today when I was at Panera Bread where I like refooted myself. I never thought about Strang, but this helped me to refoot myself into my brand and my principles at my company. We will never offer anything just because that's the trend and that's the way the culture is going. You know, Popeye's chicken sandwich got everybody thinking they can come out with a chicken sandwich and it's okay. It's not okay. Taco Bell think they can do breakfast now. Bro, you do tacos. Stay to tacos. I'm so sick of brands abandoning their value systems. And so once again, we're giving people permission to do this. Let me tell you something. That's never going to happen at the Black Health Academy. One thing I will always guarantee y'all, we're only going to operate from a spirit of excellence that is in line with the optimal health of the human being. I am never going to promote a supplement just because like people can't comply and they won't eat the plant. So forget it. I'm just going to come out with a multivitamin. Never. That is not the spirit and the principle that I brought the company on that I've been preaching for the past five years. I'm not all of a sudden going to be like, forget it. We sell supplements now. We don't. We're not going to come out with some sexy point system that still allows you to eat potato chips because you're not strong enough to say no. That's something that's between you and God. But your coach ain't going to give you permission. You feel me? Like we have to stop giving people permission to do these things that don't fit our human right to be healthy, that don't align with our human right to be in and live a life of joy, pleasure, freedom, autonomy, self-actualization. So how do you get permission to be healthy? Okay. Final point. How do we get permission to be healthy? We have to get now we have to pay actually to be in an ecosystem where people are living these principles and demonstrating these characteristics and demonstrating these behaviors that's why people pay to be in firm the table that's why i pay for my business coach i had to be in an ecosystem with individuals who were demonstrating the behaviors and the characteristics that i want to adopt why? Because it's not naturally promoted or demonstrated in my culture. It is still not promoted to quit your day job and live your dreams. It is still not promoted that the work that you do to change the world can also make you happy. So I had to go be in an ecosystem where people were doing that. I'm also in an ecosystem where all the other um entrepreneurs and CEOs that are in the pro the business program that I'm in every single one of their programs is against the status quo of what's being taught in America so like my my program is health right and I'm telling people that they can treat disease without um, long-term use of medications and procedures 
that's against what the Western medicine is going to tell you. That's against what the majority of doctors and healthcare providers is going to tell you. That's the program that I'm in. Every other CEO in our, my program, we were just in a meeting last week talking about this. We were all talking about how we want to grow our programs, but how challenging it might be because it's pushing up against it's pushing up against a larger system and structure that already exists that doesn't align with our the way we're teaching the content. And so I had to be in an ecosystem where other people were doing that because I was like, for a hot split second, I almost let a limited, limiting belief come in. Like, can I even do this? Can I build a brand telling people that they can take back their power from food, take their back their power from disease and not succumb to a life of disease when so many other people, namely their doctor and even their family and friends is telling them that it's not possible. I'm like, Lisa, oh, you, 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 these limiting belief systems are coming in. Let me go pay to get permission to do what I'm doing. And that's what some of you guys need to do. You don't, you, you, you haven't got permission to be healthy. You've only gotten permission to be sick. You've only gotten permission to be overweight. You've only gotten permission to be lethargic. You've only gotten permission to have chronic fatigue. But nobody has given you permission not to. And it might sound crazy. You might feel like I seem like I should know on a subconscious level that I can be healthy. But that's nowhere in your ecosystem is that being demonstrated to you. And so now my students come into Farm the Table because they need permission to get off this medication. They need permission to go all the way. The, the reason that I refuse to compromise on our process in Farm to Table, because when people come in the Farm to Table from day one, we, we um, take away all the what we call meds, meat, eggs, dairy, and seafood from day one. It's not a, a gradual process in Farm to Table. It's not allowed from day one, which can be challenging for people, right? Which is why we have a suitability interview because beginners won't work well in the system. And so, but the reason, you know, I can't compromise on this process is because most people have never been introduced to the optimal version of themselves. And so when I take out all the disease promoting foods from day one, the meat, eggs, dairy, seafood, salt, oil, and sugar, whoa, when I take that out from day one, right, they're going to feel some resistance. They're going to um, ask me questions <laughs> that are positioned as resistance. They're going to try and get substitutes. They're going to try and get workarounds, right? It's just their addiction talk talking. It's just their fear talking. I already know, right? And I have to stand my ground. Me and my team, we have to stand our ground and say, no, a little bit is not allowed. A little bit is not okay, right? If you do that, if you drop the ball on your own, that's on you, but you will never get permission from us to drop the ball. Why? Because most people have never been introduced to the optimal version of themselves. And this semester in front of the table and our spring semester, we have all women and so all black women. And so my job as their coach is to introduce them to her. My job as their coach is to introduce them to the most optimal version of themselves so that they can see what she looks and feels like. Most people have been operating from a place of disease and dysfunction for so long, they've either forgotten what the optimal version of, of themselves look and feels like, or they never met her. They've never met her. And so it's not until people get to a place where they no longer have brain fog, where they're no longer tired all the time, where they're no longer in pain all the time, 
where they no longer have stomach issues after every meal, where they no longer have to pop a pill or take an injection or, you know, take, make repetitive doctor's appointments to get numbers checked over and over again. It's not until that is not a part of their life where they're like, where they step into a place of freedom that they never knew existed. Most people don't know that they're in, they're enslaved in their own body. Most people don't even know, right, that they are being held hostage by disease and dysfunction. And so it is my job as a coach to introduce them to that, to that you know, to unlock the shackles, but then tell them they're free, right? Because you can unlock the gate, but some people still won't walk out. What I, this reminds me of chickens, <laughs> random. But did you guys know that when um, poultry companies, when they put cage free on um, some packs of chicken, all cage-free means, it doesn't mean that the chickens were roaming around in this beautiful green pasture. Cage-free means that they left the gate open and they had the option of being free. But most of them have been imprisoned and institutionalized so long that that's not even a thing that they consider. They never consider going out the front door even though it's been left open, Right? So from that standpoint, I have to do the same thing from our students. I have to unlock the door and tell them it's open and that it's okay to go out there. It's okay to go out there. Like it's okay to roam freely, roam free of disease, roam free of medications. Like you don't, your goal doesn't have to be to just feel slightly better. Your goal doesn't have to be to just reduce your medications. Your goal can be to be completely free of this condition. Most people don't even know it's available to them. Most people have been sick and hurting for so long. They have get, gotten permission to be sick from so many people and examples in their life that they now need permission to be free. They now need permission to be healthy. Right? And so, like, you, like what's that really popular quote about slavery? Like, like, you can free a man, but you got to tell him he's free. Like, he don't even know, right? I'm, I'm butchering it. I, didn't, I, I did that no justice. Rewind and take, take it back, right? The, the one excess, 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 sexy as I needed it to be. But, you know, like, you got to tell, you, we have been liberated. You don't have to depend on vitamins and supplements for sustenance anymore. You don't have to depend on medication. Did you know you could be free of this high cholesterol, this hypertension, of this obesity, like that, like optimal health and living a life in a body that you're happy with and that's serving you is available to you, right? So people need permission to be healthy because people have only given them permission to be sick. And this is the issue. And so that is why I would never compromise on how I run my business and my coaching programs. People will be, people will think is um, unrealistic when they first come in the farm to table. They will think that it's extreme. Um, they will think that it's unsustainable until about four or five weeks in. And they're like, oh, I slept through the night. Oh, I'm eliminating every day. Oh my God, my stomach don't hurt. Oh my God, my numbers are going down. Oh my God, I just went to the doctor and they just took me off of medication after 20 years. They have to have evidence that it's available to them. So that's why my process is designed 
for their results and their liberation, not for their com convenience. I know almost probably every single one of our students this semester at Farmer Taylor are like, she tripping, she tripping, she big tripping. But once I introduce them to the version of them that is liberated and free of disease and dysfunction, they're going to be like, she low-key brilliant. <laughs> she low-key on or something. But the initial shock of not getting permission to do a little bit of bad, to have a little bit of sugar, to have a little bit of oil, to have a little bit of, is shocking because they come from programs where that permission was given. And I refuse to meet you where you are because if where you are is a low vibrational frequency, I ain't coming down there. No, ma'am, no, sir. Right? I operate at a very high vibrational frequency. One of the main reasons for that is because of my whole food plant-based lifestyle. And so you got to come up to where I am. No, this elevator don't go back down. This elevator only go up. So either you get on or you stay on that lower level. But I'm not meeting you where you are. Absolutely not. My view up here is too good. I see what's possible. I see myself living to 150. I see myself changing the health outcomes of black people on this planet. I see myself sitting across from Oprah. I see myself as a multimillionaire with multiple properties around the world. I see myself doing that. Why would I come back down there where I didn't have that view? I can see that now because my mind is clear. I'm able to imagine again. I'm not overweight. I'm healthy, happy in my body. And so I'm able to show up publicly and share my perspective and my opinion on things because I'm okay with being seen. My view up here is too good. So if you want to get to where you want to go and you want me to help you get there, I'm not meeting you where you are. You're going to come up to this floor and we're going to rock from here and continue to go up together and hopefully bring some people with us on every floor we stop on. That's how this works. Because I'm not giving you permission to stay the same. I'm not giving you permission to be sick, right? And I'm not going to give you permission that every other enabler in your life has given you because it appears to be too hard, because it appears to be too difficult, because it appears to require too much sacrifice. You can find another coach for that. You can find a whole nother coach for that. That's all I got to say on that, okay? That's all I got to say on that today, y'all. Thank y'all so much. For putting this in the comments and sharing it. Um, I really appreciate y'all. If this resonate with, what resonated with you, please drop a comment below and let me know what part did it for you. Okay. Have you been given permission to be sick for so long that you didn't even know you needed permission to be healthy? Okay. All right. Do you, is it time for you to take that blanket back to Target that you've been sleeping under for far too long? Uh, cause it don't make you happy, right? Not because there's anything wrong with it. It just don't make you as happy as you thought it was going to make you. And so, you know, I got to return right? Like I got to return. Okay. So thank y'all so much for rocking with me and listening to me today. Listen, this year is the last year I'm teaching farm to table, my signature plant-based coaching program. Um, fall 2022 is the last semester that I'm teaching it. Cause I'm about to go on and pour into my coaches that are inside of my certification and make them, um, the best, most phenomenal coaches, um, on this planet in plant-based nutrition science. And so my final semester of teaching from the table starts October 1st. I need you to complete the application. I need you to get on a suitability interview with me. Some of y'all been listening to my content for a long time. You've been dragging your feet. Okay. And you have been, you know, sitting in a place of doubt and fear, probably because you failed so many times before and you don't know if you could do it once and for all, probably because, you know, so many people around you have given you permission to be, you know, sick. Maybe you think you're doing better than most of your ecosystem because you're only on one drug instead of eight. No. What, what they say, all sins are equal in the eyes of God. <laughs> all right. Now, I'm not calling myself God. I'm just saying don't get a superiority complex 
um, about your health status because it's not as bad as other people. Don't don't get superior. You still got work to do. So listen, go to lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me. Complete the application for Farm to Table. Or if you're a health professional, complete the application for the other 23. Um, and let's make a difference in the world together. Uh, Brandy said, the delivery of this whole message with the tone and passion, I love it. Thank you, B. Um, Brandy is actually one of my coaches um, in the other 23 plant-based certification. And so listen, my mission is to develop individuals, especially those who work with marginalized communities and communities of color to make, to help them develop a level of mastery around these concepts that I teach. And, um, we're going to do that at a super high level. And that's part of the reason why, why after this year, I will no longer teach farm the table, um, because I feel like my responsibility, um, is now being called to individuals who want to take my place. And so I would love to have them do that. Um, cause remember my elevator just keep going up. It ain't no, it's more, it's more room where this came from, right? I'm sharing the spotlight. I'm sharing the money. I'm sharing a bag. I'm sharing the opportunity with everybody I can because we all about to get it together because the more of us that preach this message and teach this content, the more people that we can save and the more lives that we can touch. So listen, lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me to come get this health, whether that be in Farm the Table or the other 23. Um, and I look forward to working with you all. Thank you so much for rocking with me and tuning in. Share this with somebody who needs to hear it and say, honey, you need permission to be healthy. Until next time, y'all. Peace.